then Senor Ranera, down below the 200 metres, Dillers on the outside, takes control, takes the oaks, racing away, Watch coming off, Dillers too good, and ladies on Welcome to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot. This show is brought to you by punningform.com.au and topsport.com.au, Australia's biggest betting bookmaker. It's uh, Stradbroke. It's double Group 1, or it's Group 1 racing up at uh, Eagle Farm this weekend. And now uh, we've got Tommy Turbo Henjack, and we've got Johnny McLeod joining us from MacBet to preview the uh, the Quaddy Leagues today. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Thanks, Scoot. Not Pretty cold. Long down there. Yeah, I'm down at Singleton Army Barracks today. Uh, lost four units for MacBet and Ipswich last Sunday, and John sent me down here for um, <laughs> compulsory military service. <laughs> Plus haircut. Yeah, nice little buzz cut going. Ooh, uh, sensational stuff. And uh, Johnny McLeod, he's been fishing all week. He's snacking on a mud crab claw. Tell you what, the, the booze would just be sweating out of you, is it, Johnny? Oh, well, it's too cold, but it's, uh, I did put a kilo on. I was the lightest one of the four. That's the only thing. So the plus. <laughs> uh, what about uh, last Saturday in the Oaks? Uh, Deus, wow, what a performance. Ed Cummings, it was a scintillating win. It didn't beat much, but it uh, definitely looks like a filly on the rise. Yeah, for sure, and the market absolutely nailed it as well. It was just something it started 270 or something like that. They just absolutely nailed it, and it just... Absolutely, Brandon. Mm, it was uh, really, really impressive. And uh, what about uh, this weekend? How do you expect, maybe one for you, Johnny McLeod, the Eagle Farm track to play? It's It's been tricky for us, uh, you know, us southern, southerners to try and get our head around what the track's going to do. What do you think it's going to do this weekend? Oh, they'll get away from the inside a little bit, though. You know, that, that one to three zone is, seems to be the, the no play. You know, you just don't go in there, but you just... You know, these sort of track, this track is is not as big a, uh, what can I say, map-orientated type of track. Um, you know, just uh, you just got to, um, best horse wins, I think. Um, you know, it doesn't really, pace is not that big an issue. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a help, but uh, the way that the track is playing, I think it's playing absolutely fantastic. And um, I wish I could bet on this track every week. Well, it's uh, it's definitely yeah, very tricky for me. But uh, why don't we just get straight into it? We're uh, we'll plow into race six and have a look at the, the Hinkler Stakes. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on the screen now. This is race six. Garibaldi, a horse that uh, we talk about every week, it seems like, or every couple of weeks, 360 into 270. There's a little scratching. There's, I think, a 10 or 11 cent deduction there. But GTT, $5. Southern Lad, $7. Away Game and King of Hastings on the $7.50 line there. Superium, $12. And Blaze Jowski, uh, I think it's an emergency in a Stradbroke. It's uh, $13. I don't think it's going to get a start at this stage. But uh, we're going to have a look at Garibaldi last start behind Emerald Kingdom. Take us away, Johnny. This is the day we, we had a good bet on it. We thought it was a certainty and had very possible. This is the horse in the middle there and the white sleeve. He did get a little bit of a check um, coming to the corner, but just here, he had his chance to bowl him over. Now, you know, even we had a little bit of a question mark at the 13.50, but do I think it was enough to say that it deserves to be 280 here solid in the market? Um, you know, I, I've got to take a pun against it. So... Just showing you that run to sort of say it didn't hit the line. Mm. You know, it really, it really at the 200, it had enough, you know, and other horses were going straight past it. So 
it didn't even run out of 1150. So, you know, unless it just completely turns things around to its previous run, um, you know, its previous run, it just beats these. But if it goes on that run, you know, you can't have a 280. So I think the market has to come for GTT. Um, it's around the $5 mark. And I think, um, you know, it's a nice bit each way. Trial just um, recently without the blinkers on and um, hit the line nicely behind an okay horse of, uh, I think it was King of Hastings. I think it went a lot better than it. And King of Hastings, 750 in this race. So, and uh, GTT is $5. So I think um, he's got to take care of it. Going to be midfield, too wide, coming to the outside, and um, I think it'll be extremely hard to beat. And I think uh, you know, it sort of last preparation. He, he came, he came into the yard looking full of himself and, and quite big, but he performed good. And then he started to lighten off, and he went off late. Now this time he's been very, very um, easy on him, probably not doing as much work and. I, I think they've found the key to the horse and they haven't found the ceiling to it. So, you know, I think today, tomorrow's the day um, for GTT to stand up in a, into a decent race. Mm, what were your thoughts of uh, Southern Lad and Blaze Jowski? Southern Lad's definitely there. It's probably my third pick, but I'm just, I think the seven gate's a bit tricky because mm-hmm. he's, you know, there's a few horse. I think away game will cross into second spot on the outside of In Good Time. King of Hastings will hold um, fourth too wide. Uh, GTT will be in that fifth, sixth position. And then you've got Southern Lad having to make a decision from that seven gate. So he's just in an awkward position where he'll get to. It's not to say they can't win sitting three wide because they've been, you know, there's been a lot of horses being three and four wide and going quite good on this track. You know, so I think it's just because the inside part isn't as you know isn't that strong, and um, you know the track is playing that way. So I, uh, I definitely prefer not to be three wide, but it, it's not as big a disadvantage as what on what it is on other tracks. Mm. And Blaszewski uh, got caught up in the wrong part of the track the other day, um, and he's going to improve, but he's going to have to give him start and give. You know, Garibaldi, GTT, you know, probably a couple of lengths start, and I'm just not sure whether he can do that. We've got him around about the $16 mark, so not too far away from the, the market, but I'm, I'm, I sort of, you know, just each way Garibaldi and, you know, it's just, you just try, not each way Garibaldi, each way GTT, I'm, I'm just taking a stand against Garibaldi, just believe my eyes the other day. Hmm. So, yeah, $5 at topsport.com.au. We might take a little bit of a break, but uh, big thanks to one of our presenting sponsors, punningform.com.au. They've uh, introduced a couple of new features to their database, the jockey and trainer stats, and you can also get barrier and lane information. So you can uh, access the database. I think it's around $2.97 a month, and if you want to take the next step to become a pro punter, this is uh, what you need. You need punningform.com.au. We'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back and we'll preview the JJ Atkins. Welcome back to Bruce Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival racing show. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got Turbo and Johnny McLeod from MacBet joining me, and it's time to look at the JJ Atkins. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen, and 
Looks like a two-horse war, this one. We saw him in the lead-up of the size. Produce will play it shortly, but uh, Converge is the one the market wants to be with. 350 into 320. Port Louis has been 440 out to $5. And Tiger of Malay is 650. They're the horses in the market. We'll have a look at the size produce replay. And uh, Tommy Turbo, take us through this one. Yeah, so Converge is the one, the red and the black, kind of being held up there behind, I think it was Ranch Handle or something like that. Yeah. Now, the assessment of this race really comes down to how heavily do you weight this last start run? Because if you fully factor in just this one, I guess, um, Converge should be a lot shorter than 330, 340, whatever it is at the time being, because his run was just absolutely outstanding. Um, looks suited up to 1,600 metres, and I guess what else comes into play here are the barriers. Now, as John said earlier, the best horse will probably just win. Um, I'm not sure whether barriers are actually going to be a massive um, influence on your kind of assessments because at this time of the day, I think it's race seven, I'm predicting that they're going to be getting pretty wide on the track. Um, so whether Port Louis from, I think, what's he drawn, 13, whether that's going to be a massive disadvantage I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him only three pairs back behind a horse like Converge because we've seen Bowman put in some absolute rippers this carnival already, um, What he, how he was able to slip in on um, Senor Toba. But, I mean, if you go back to the Group 1 Champagne Stakes in Sydney, there wasn't a whole lot between them. I'd probably give a tick there to Port Louis. They both had five weeks going into that run at Eagle Farm last start in the, um, in the produce um, stakes. So I'm torn. I'm probably going to end up having something on Port Louis. I won't be surprised if the market fully hones in on Converge based on that last start run. But in all honesty, I don't think there's too much between them. Mm, it's a really interesting one. And I know Johnny McLeod on our show last week was pretty keen on Converge. Are you still sticking uh, with the Waterhouse runner, Johnny? Just have to. I think, um, you know, I'm surprised at how well it went just because of. Um, the way it's only a little horse in the yard it's just tiny it's tiny it's not it's not um it's thick but it's not uh it's not big yeah, but just the way he knuckled down and you know they just may have found the key to it you know ridden a little bit quieter than what they normally do and you know so i think he'll probably be running sixth around that mark and um as tom got it i think around around about six but i i think he'll be closer just because the other day he jumped well, and they just had to keep on going back from the gate, and he got pushed back, and he's just going to land six without doing much at all. And just the way, like, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Port Louis pinched the brake, you know, five, six lengths on it, and he was weakening, and, and Converge was going three to their one. You're not even one to, you know, not even two to their one. It was three to their one. So I, I think the market will really come strong for this horse, and um, it, it'll be winning, I think. Mm, I, uh, I snipped a bit at 8.50 after, uh, well, just before Port Louis' uh, last start, I thought uh, it would be the horse to beat here. And maybe it uh, peaked on its run, so maybe a fitness turnaround. Yeah. And uh, if it settles a little bit closer, I think this will be a really, really tactical affair. And I know what you mean. It's, uh, it's very hard to split. But is there a, uh, is there a roughie somewhere, Tommy Turbo? Who's the best knockout chance? Because a lot, a lot of people will focus on these two runners, but is there a, is there a forgotten horse? Look, I think Ranch Hand can possibly improve. They've taken the blinkers off. Um, I think there'll be a much stronger tempo here than what we saw, maybe help him relax a little bit. 
But apart from, like, you couldn't really back Tiger and Malay to win again. I think he just had an absolute birthday there last start. Um, perhaps a horse like Three Wise Men. Um, I've gone through a bit of its Sydney form. It looks okay. I like the way it finished off in the inferior part of the track last start. And I think it'll be coming down the right part of the track there on Saturday. Mm, it's, uh, it's a fascinating race, and it's a race I always love to sink my teeth in. Uh, funny things happen over 1,600 metres, and I just can't get that Port Louis uh, run in the Champagne Stakes out of my uh, head. Go back and do its replay from its uh, Group 1 Sydney uh, contest there. That horse got absolutely flattened, and uh, as soon as I saw that happen, I thought, well, this little horse will only be targeted to the JJ Atkins. So hopefully uh, Hugh Bowie, for me, and it sounds like Turbo, can uh, overturn uh, Johnny McLeod's. But if you like either horse... It's it's very, very hard to uh, talk you guys out of either. Let's have a look at uh, the big one, the uh, the Stradbroke at uh, wide open field here. We'll get uh, Johnny to preview this one, but odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen now. We've got Vega 1, truckload of money for this, $7 into $5. The Herovia, $9.50 to $7.50. There's a lot of media around this horse. Wild Planet, $8.50. Tafane, $9.50. Mr. Quickie, $9.50. And it's uh, double digits pardon me, or every other runner. Let's have a look at uh, the Kingsford Smith here, which was won by Vega 1 and uh, Jay Carr. Wow, she threaded the needle here and uh, out the back in the yellow colours. Talk us through it, Johnny. It's the yellow colours back in the field. Like, you know, I was saying she was such a big, big ride, you know. She flipped it, absolutely flipped it. She nearly carved it up. You know, it, it sort of, she was going for runs and got checked out of it and she, she could have come to the outside, but she just got it opened up a little bit the last little bit. If it would have got beaten about three quarters of a length, they would have just been, would have lynched her if you're on it. And uh, but you can see it attacked the line and everything like that. The finish, he just went great. Just going back on that previous one with Tuba, I'm going head to head with him. I, everyone's been saying that I'm Robin and uh, and Turbo's bloody uh, Batman. <laughs> I think um, I've really got to turn this around to, to recover my Batman outfit. <laughs> What uh, what what are your uh, what are your thoughts here, Turbo, on this one? I know Johnny's sort of in the camp of Vega One, but uh, what are you thinking? Um, look, it's gonna as we know in the Stradbroke, it's always a high pressure Group One. You're gonna need a strong horse, definitely over fourteen hundred, possibly even fifteen hundred. Like a horse like Apache Chase, Savage to Excel, they're gonna be ripping along in front. I think Vega One definitely has to be on top. I think. Possibly you'll get a better price on the day. I think the market might come for a horse like Apache Chase down in the weights. But I think, yeah, Vega 1 definitely has to be there. I think Nikonova can be a big improver with a faster tempo and definitely getting out to those outside lanes later in the day. Um, I think perhaps maybe like looking at Johnny's map there, Subpoenaed will be coming the right part of the track. I really wanted to be with the toppy Mr. Quickie, but from gate 1, it's going to be very tricky to with the top weight to kind of get out to those lanes where you want to be, I'm thinking. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Sort of interesting with, with Vega 1 that <clears throat> when I was going through it, I, two preparations ago, well, last preparation, he came up to Caloundra and he was fat as mud. <clears throat> and he, um, he sort of went really good that day. And then he sort of just held his form okay. This time in, his first run, he was fit. He was, you know, fit, you know, nowhere near as, as big as what he was at, at um, the Sunshine Coast. And he's taken a few runs to actually come get find his form. It's been a complete turnaround the way they looked first up last preparation to the first up this time. And 
like I've been against this horse, you know, in the first two or three runs. And um, I, I just think he's just taken this beautifully going towards this, this race. Over. I think he's primed it. It's got the right gait. It's got to finish up midfield, midfield back. It's gone up only one kilo on forbidden beating a half a length last year as a four-year-old. Now he's as strong a horse as five. Geez, I think everything just pushes you in. It's sort of just, you know, and it, and it, it's sort of, uh, it's a pain because I really potted it after its run behind um, uh, Eduardo. I, I really thought all those horses in that race couldn't win, you know, after that. But uh, I've just been terrorising me why this horse has just made an, made improvement. And I just think it's just the way that he's trained it and ready for this for this track break and um i think yeah i think they also rode it too close that day johnny they were only two or three they were two pairs back on a hot speed that's he was just ridden outside his comfort zone yeah well, that's probably true too because he has been riding it you know that was cold the other day the way that she did it last time sort of thing as well so you know and this girl i don't i don't know a hell of a lot about her, rachel king but i do think apart from the day that she slaughtered um uh, eduardo when she went 100 mile an hour i think she'd been riding fairly good and She's not as, a, you know, an aggressive jockey, and this horse just needs, you know, the, one of those sewers. Mm, two, uh, two horses that I found uh, at good odds out of the same race as Vega 1 was uh, Victorum. I thought uh, it might improve after a, a first up, pretty strong performance first up. He's giving away a lot of fitness to a horse like Vega 1. He's uh, really big odds there at 15 to 1, in my opinion. Johnny, and the other one that I thought was uh, a really big run was uh, Signor Fox along the fence uh, on the wrong part of the track. Do you give either horse a, a knockout chance here, Victor M or uh, Senior Fox? Both of them, Victorum 1400s as far as it really wants to get. And I think so that could be a little bit of a bugbear in it. Um, it'll, it'll run on and then all of a sudden it might peak. And the same with uh, with the other one, would you say? Um, Senior uh, Fox. Senior Fox. Senior Fox. It, it's got a really good turn of foot. It did come in the worst part of the track the other day when it pinged. But once it got there, the others sort of wanted to, they ran away from it. So mm. it really needs to, it needs a real, uh, like a good 1200 meter race with speed on and it'll just go bang because it's got a really good turn of foot. 1400 with speed on, you know it's going to be with Apache Chase running. Um, I, I think it will run on and then all of a sudden it, it might sort of just, uh, just peak that last bit so i think imaging's got a little hope i think it's the one of forgotten horse mm. uh, just have a little bit of luck from the gate but i i think it's not completely hopeless but um you know i was pretty keen on vega one i wanted to throw something on mr quickie just because you know, i think it's a class runner i do concede the one gate's got me very worried like two i saying and you know, i'll be throwing something on imaging just um just just a safe bet I uh, I sort of I think uh, Turbo's on the money with these leaders. Uh, I don't like Sabbath TXL and I don't like Apache Chase, but a runner that I could make a case for if it gets a start was Amish Boy. I thought it was a really big run behind Apache Chase and Ayrton uh, last start. I think that's the reason why I'm against Apache Chase totally. I, I I just think you know Amish Boy's given it probably 12 length start and come up on the inside in the worst part of the track and run it to mm. what I think three quarters of a length. You know. It sort of just doesn't look good to me. I know they're dropping the weight and everything, and I love these three-year-olds in these races. But Amish Boy is um, is better better than Apache Chase if it, if it gets into the race. That's for sure. And there's a difference in price as well. So 
I, I definitely, I'd have Amy, I've got Amy's boy fourth pick if it gets in there. Mm, another horse that's coming through uh, the Eduardo form line and Vega one and looks fresh and a little bit fresher than a few of these is Wild Planet uh, with Tommy Berry. Looks like it's uh, got an ideal draw and the 1400 is definitely going to suit this runner. Thoughts, Johnny? Definitely a chance. Got it, I've got it around $13. Um, so definitely uh, a hope. Um, just uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really like that stable too much. Um you know, he's had a lot of winners, but I, I'd, I'd rather, rather um, <laughs> so um, I'm, uh, that's the, that would be the only reason. Um, seems like they, they're a lot shorter than they deserve to be all the time just because they're coming from that state. Mm. All right. Nice little uh, bit of a backhander there, but uh, it's going to be a fascinating <laughs> race. It's going to be a very deep race. So uh, you either play around Vega 1 or you start to hunt really, really wide and back a couple of roughies there. So hopefully uh, we've made the picture a little bit clearer or we've completely graded you up. But it's going to be a fascinating contest, Eagle Farm, and make sure you ask. Oh, it's, so, it's such an even race that you just need to see how that track's playing. So make sure you check out MacBet uh, Tips on Twitter and uh, these guys will give you uh, three to five-minute updates uh, before they jump. Um, and the previews are absolutely sensational stuff. And he's cool, calm, and collected, Johnny. He, uh, he doesn't get flustered, so uh, he uh, he's a definitely a man to follow. If you're betting this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They're Australia's biggest betting bookie. They've been in the game for 35 years. The Merlin's up at the Gold Coast. So make sure you get around those guys. We'll take a quick break, and we'll preview the lucky last on the card and have a look at uh, some of the early big bets at Topsport of late. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. It's all happening here. We just had an intruder on set, but we've uh, shaken them off. Who would uh, who would believe it? Everything happens in the little birdie headquarter office. Who knows? We'll work through that door next. Maybe it'll be Ricky Nixon. Let's talk about the last race, the Dane Ripper, which is a real big lead-up run for uh, the Tats Tiara for the Group 1 Mayors event. But the Dane Ripper Stakes on Saturday is the penultimate uh, race on the card. It's a sweet deal, $5 into four sixty. Oh, my my God, I can hear uh, Johnny McLeod convulsing after its uh, last last start. Sick beat there. What an absolute morale beaten for you viewers at home. Uh, Coventia Bay, 8.50 to 7.50 is second favourite there. Has trialled enormous, I'm told. Brooklyn Hustle, $8. Odium, $8.50. Funstar, $9. And Madame Rouge, $10. Oh, I am getting tremors and the sweat's about sweet deal. But uh, let's have a look at the last start replay of the uh, Helen Coglin stakes, Madame Rouge, and talk us through it, Tommy Turbo. Yep, uh, so Madame Rouge is the one that's three back the fence. Um, she was 70 days off going into this run. This was a slow run, 1,200-metre race at Eagle Farm. She returns to the scene of the crime here. This is a 1,300-metre um, Phillies and mares. Um, I think they're going to go at a pretty genuine clip here, much faster than what they did last time. You've got Dame Giselle with the blinkers on, sweet deal from the inside draw. Um, you've also got Odium, who's first up. They'll come across from the wide gate with J-Mac. And I think there's going to be a bit of tempo on here, so I think that's going to set up nicely for Madame Rouge. Second up, um, she's drawn wide with Huey as the map comes up now. I think she's going to be getting to those outside lanes, as I spoke about earlier. I think she's going to take a stack of improvement, and I wouldn't be surprised if she starts a lot shorter in the market. She was in in the inferior part of the track there um, on the replay we just saw. I think if you kind of swap the runs that her and Exhilarates had, I think Madame Rouge would have gone pretty close to winning that, if not just winning. So pretty keen on her. Um, 
I think there's a few knocks on some of the resuming or some of the fresh blood on the scene here, like Odium, as we spoke about earlier. I'm not really sure about the three-year-old form this season. Um, I think if it's a bit of a pox and <laughs> who else is there? Like Dame Giselle, I think uh, her run was very flattered in the Kingswood Smith. I know it was a group one, but they didn't go too hard in front there either and she barely got to the line. So, yeah, pretty keen, keen on Madame Rouge. Hmm, I'm not sure if uh, Tommy's just trying to trigger uh, Johnny McLeod from mapping Sweet Deal so close, but I'd say if it uh, positions there, it'll be hard to beat. But, uh, Johnny, you know about this uh, this Kiwi uh, mare, Coventia Bay. Uh, tell us about the trial. Yeah, it went good. Gave gave a horse, in, I think it's in race two, the thing of Friedman's if it's over at 1,600. It gave it around about... Oh, six, seven length start into the straight and um, a horse called Delphi. I think it's a Great Britain horse. Here's a stayer, gave it six length start, went past it like it was nailed to the post, hit the line really strong, but just the problem is where he's going to get to. I see uh, Tom's got it back a long way and if it gets back there, it's a bit of trouble, but it did trial good. And I was going to ask Tom, there's a horse called um, Sierra Sue, mate, that just got just caught up in behind him there. You know, it went good the other yeah. day, and it, you know, it didn't go that much worse than Sweet Deal, and you know, it's probably yeah, it has to be right in the race, I think. Um, it was first up there off thirteen weeks as well. Her runs prior were pretty poor. I think the last three she had before the spell were very ordinary, but she returned super there. Um, that was a sit and sprint affair, so maybe that flattened her performance. But if she truly is back in what in what was a eye catching run, then she has to be in calculations. I don't think the barriers too much of an issue this is the last race of the day i think they'll be coming pretty wide mm, yeah five starts ago at uh, flemington she was held up and i think michael walker was steering that day she won at uh, about 13 or 15 dollars and uh yeah if she can recapture that form she's definitely in the race it uh looks a really good uh pro- I, I sort of like your angle here tommy with madame rouge it looks a really fair price in fear of going last start and i think it's uh drawn a little bit better or drawn where you need to be this uh, madame rouge she hasn't had the a heap of luck with her barrier draws, um, and I know uh, how good Waller is at uh, peaking their horses, so definitely uh, think the $10 there is a good way to bet. Let's have a look at uh, the Top Sport Big Bets, and let's see if we can uh, find some tickets that we'd like to be holding here. We've got uh, the bets up on the screen now, and we've got uh, Eagle from Race 3, number 1, Ellsberg. 1500 at $4.20 to uh, overturn the Hot Pot Ayrton. Happy with that? Yeah, is that Walter's bet? Probably. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a very interesting race. We were speaking about it off air before. It's If you go off last hour around Ellsberg, could be very short versus Ayrton. Um, Ayrton's obviously the hype horse, and how much improvement do you, will it take off a run like that? That's the big question. Last mm. start. And uh, race five, number eight's the next bet here. LaDonda V, 1000 at $26, now into 21 it's uh, it's up against the hot pot Zaki at dollar uh, forty five. Johnny McLeod, uh, we backed this horse Ladonda V in the bulldozer in the Warnable Cup, and it got probably every favour in run there. But uh, I don't think you can beat a horse like Zaki, can it? No, he wouldn't be thinking so. The return of foot that Zaki's shown it's just been uh, just been big. You know, races up on the speed. Just a, just one of those great horses that you love to own. Be there, turn a foot. You know, it just goes bang. So it's going to be very hard to beat. But that's a race Tom's done as well. What do you think of it, Tom? 
Uh, I think they're 50-50 on whether they're actually going to run. But, yeah, can Zaki um, reproduce what we saw last start in the um, Doom the Cup. Doom & Cup? That's a big question, Mark. Um, you did say it was going backwards in the yard, Johnny, last start. So The only thing is, Tom, it was, I think it was more, thick, you know, we spoke about it after the race. It was probably more that it was winter coat was coming through. And, you know, it, it just dulled your, your thoughts when you're looking at it because – Everyone was saying it was looked so good at the coast, but I think it was more, uh, you know, after it won so well that it was the winter coat coming through and it just put everyone off a little bit. So it'll just be interesting if the similar sort of situation tomorrow or, you know, it's lightened off or done something different to what we've seen the other day. But I'm sort of putting it down to the self making a bad decision on not thinking that it was the winter coat that was the problem. And, well, you know, it's not a problem. It's just that that's what they get and their cold go is not as bright as what they normally would be. So I think that could have been the problem. Mm, very, uh, very brave to back against a horse like Zaki. But uh, let's have a look at the next one. Race seven, number five, Port Louis. That's uh, we've already covered that race. Not a bad ticket to hold. Two thousand at five dollars there. Uh, race eight, number eight, is the next one in the Stradbroke. Nick and over thousand at twenty one. I think it needs a little bit of sting out of the track. We've we've previewed a fair few roughies there. It's not the worst. The uh, the trainer is absolutely on fire. Uh, Stephen Tregay, and then in uh, race nine. Coventina Bay, or can, yeah, I think they've said it right. The finally, a uh, thousand at eight dollars fifty. Coventina Bay, and so that's the Kiwi horse. So yeah, someone else has seen it from the trials and thinks it is a, a chance in the last race, which uh, the boys are betting around. Sweet deal for now. So make sure uh, you uh, jot them down. We can always find uh, a winner out of those little bets at. Top Sport have laid early. The smart money's playing around there. Uh, but uh, I think that's uh, that's a bit of a wrap for us. So uh, if you want more of Johnny McLeod or Tommy Turbo's thoughts, make sure you head to macbet.com.au. And uh, as they say, stay ahead of the pack. But uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And we'll catch you next week. Good luck in the big ones this weekend. Beauty. Sweet. Thank Cheers. you. See you later. That's a wrap from us. Make sure you follow us on Little Birdie TV on YouTube. You get to watch the race replays there. And we're also in the Apple Store, Spotify, and SoundCloud if you're going to listen to us on the run. Big thanks to the guys from MacBet, Punning Form, and Top Sport. And we'll see you next week.